Welcome, everybody, to another exciting and insightful edition of uh, Talk Hard, presented by Walks Off of Films. Guys, I'm going to introduce you all today. I just got back from South Carolina, so I'm going to introduce everybody by way of uh, restaurants that we visited while, mm. while on vacation. So, first of all, from Frankfort, Kentucky, Scott... Loggerhead Stafford. Mm. Loggerhead. That's right. Is that L-O-G-G-E-R or L-A-G-E-R? It's two G's. Apparently, it's the name of some type of turtle, and it was probably my favorite my favorite restaurant down there. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. And so much to talk about today, France and Portugal, and let's get into this. No, hold on. Hold on. Big Euro a, final today. It's a talk for another time. Hey, loggerhead. Come on, loggerhead. Settle down. I think it's the L-A-G-E-R talking. We're gonna we're gonna stay focused on movies and to help me do that from uh from his estate here in Danville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's Taco Boy Todd Sheen. Yes. <laughs> I was and hoping I, I am uh the Folly Crab Shack, as they called me down there, <laughs> Alan Martin. Was uh, was Taco Boy? Was that kind of a? Was that just like a a mom and pop, quick stop, eat place? It, or it was uh, it was it was sort of California style uh, tacos. Is okay. kind of the vibe I got. It was it was kind of any sort of taco you can think of. They had it. It wasn't just like uh, like the ground beef with the taco season. And I got okay. one that was like it was like. Uh, pork with uh, a pineapple salsa taco, and it was it was pretty nice and just like anything you could think of, pretty yeah. much. And it was in the form of a taco there, Taco Boy, Taco Boy. So, so was it taco you walk boy. in and sit down, walk in and sit down and eat, or is it just yeah? One of we those? did okay. We did take out, but you could do it either way. Cool, kind of a cool place. We went to Folly Beach, so um, it's right there on the strip. What's uh, the what was the uh, number one and the the best and worst of vacation uh the best let's see the best um you see you're gonna make me get emotional right here uh (laughs) the best restaurant or the best uh the best experience hey across the board any anything you got the the best the best experience was uh my son just left for hawaii and he actually got to come down and, and go with us so um that was cool that we got to spend that week down there with him before he left because he's got a job in Hawaii and uh, won't be back for a while. So that was kind of cool. It was uh, it was all five of my family down there. Maybe perhaps for uh, who knows, but could could have been the last time. So that was cool. Uh, the food was great. The beach access and the place we stayed at was really really nice. Uh, the worst part was. Uh, we went to we were, we went to downtown Charleston one day, and I had one day to kind of walk around Charleston, which is a really cool town down there, mm-hmm. the historical part of the town. Um, I got the the History Now app, which lets you go down and and um, it, it shows a lot of historical sites and gives you background and stuff. And I thought that would be kind of cool. And about the time I was getting ready to 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 head out to do that was the only time it rained the whole week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just a complete torrential downpour. So that stinks. Uh, that was the stinky part. But that was the only time it rained. The, the weather was incredible. The beach was nice. So uh, no complaints for me. Yeah, shout out to the coastal Carolina area. It's probably one of my favorite areas in the entire country. Is Charleston, oh, Savannah. Man. Yeah, it's so nice down there, and the beaches are so nice, and, and with that dark sand, and, and um, you know, it, it doesn't blow around and all that, and uh, and, and the beaches aren't real crowded. Oh. We were down there on the Fourth of July; it wasn't crowded down there. Well, listen to this so. guy, Todd. Listen to listen to the anti-white sand. <laughs> That's wow. right. Anti-Gulf Coast guy. Dark sand. <laughs> dark sand matters, guys. I don't like that sugary sand. It right. stays cool on your feet. White sand, bad. <laughs> hot All takes. Right, hot takes. Hot vacation yeah. <laughs> takes. 
So uh, actually, uh, while we were down there, we also got to. I like to go when when we're at places. I like to experience just as a as a sort of a guy that just likes to go see movies, I, and I like to experience the cinemas down there. And so um, I drug my wife and daughter around to a few different cinemas down there. And we took in some movies. Did you all get to? Since we talked, have you all gotten to to take in anything? Watch so some film. A little. Are we? Is this a little full disclosure type? It's of- still a full disclosure. For, for maybe the last week or week and a half since we talked. Yeah, I've got a list here. Uh, it's actually not everything because it's been so long since we've done that. But the most recent stuff is uh, Zootopia. That's the most recent thing I watched. What'd you think? Overrated. Overrated. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I'm glad you said that because I really thought so too. Because man, that thing was hyped. It really was. I mean, people go insane for that movie, and so I was looking forward to it. And it was good, but not great. I mean, it wasn't what they make it out to be. Yeah, it's isn't it like um, it's almost a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 close. It is, and uh, I don't know. Just it felt a little formulaic to me, and I didn't really take any notes or anything about what you know what. But I just I wasn't getting a ton of laughs out of it. It was like you know some some smiles and some chuckles here and there. But and and I you know I really liked uh, Bateman, Jason Bateman, yeah, Bateman as as the fox, and uh, you know that that was good casting. But the script just wasn't that great. And there were a couple things in particular, like uh, third act kind of was especially fell flat for me. And and they just kind of made some decisions that it was like really easy. And the first two acts it seemed like pretty good as far as the kind of that that mystery and, and all the formula was right, and then all of a sudden she just kind of figures figures out the biggest element of it really easily, and uh, yeah. you know some some things like that just weren't it, it just wasn't as good as people have made it out to be. Yeah, I completely agree, and it's ninety eight sitting at ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which it seems a, a really high to me, especially since and I know comparison like comparison is the thief of joy, but. Uh, Cars is sitting at 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. And to me, Cars is a far superior film. And Cars isn't my favorite as far as Pixar stuff goes. But I can see what you're saying, especially the first one. Yeah, the first one, I thought the first one's really good, and it's 74%. And in comparison to, like, yeah. To me, I I mean, this is kind of maybe going into what what we're going to talk about later uh, when we get into some of the stuff that we're sort of embarrassed to admit about some of the films we like and dislike. But like in comparison to to Finding Nemo, Finding Nemo annoyed me at at, at one point. Um, And it's sitting up there in the 90s. And and to me, Cars is just uh, Cars is a good story. And and Paul Newman and Owen kind of kill it through the whole thing. And it's sitting at 74 percent where the the Zootopia 98 percent makes yeah, makes very little sense the, the, that yeah. big of a discrepancy. Yeah, twenty five points is a lot. I don't get it. I, I don't I really. I did ninety eight on that one. I I don't see it. Uh, also, what else? What else? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bloodline. I watched on uh, on Netflix the first full season. What'd you think uh, about that? Won't be watching the second season. Really? Yeah, yeah. Thumbs down on that one. It is boring <laughs> oh my goodness i don't like it i, I <laughs> with this podcast is bringing out a lot of discrepancies that you and i have <laughs> that who would have thought but man i love the first season of bloodline yeah i'm not feeling it i did not uh-uh, i couldn't get into it at all the and again I, it's a it's a lot from a performance angle than it is from a story angle. I think yeah. the, the, the dude that plays the the crappy brother, man, that guy knocked it out of the park. He he made me hate him and feel sorry for him almost every episode of that thing. I would agree with that. Yeah, he did a really good job, and they, and they do they do a good job with his character and and that conflict there, even within the audience of how to feel about him and 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 kind of puts you into the, the minds of the other family members. Uh, yeah yeah how do we feel about this guy and what do we do with him um new girl i watched kind of caught up on the whole season this current season have either of you ever watched that never watched it my my daughter and wife watch it all the time i've caught a little bit of it it seems pretty funny but i don't i don't it don't make it a point to watch it no it is it it is genuinely funny and uh i like it and 
you know, I don't, I don't make it a point to watch it every week. And like, sometimes I'll catch up on it and there have been seasons that are better than others. I think, uh, now they're kind of like the cast is almost like doing all the lifting on themselves because they're so good and so funny. Uh, yeah. The writing is still good, but I, there was a, a season maybe two or three seasons ago where it was just the writing was just incredible and then combined with that cast. And now I feel like the cast is maybe doing a lot of the work on their own just because they're so likable and, uh, you know, a lot of the humor comes from that. But uh, wanted to just one, mm-hmm. one point about that real quick was Peter yeah. Gallagher was in – uh, uh. yeah, was on this season and, you know, we just, we just continue to knock it out of the park on, uh, <laughs> on, on our right. opinions here. Cause he was fantastic. He was, he's so good. Yeah. And, uh, just like we said, just like we said yep. that, uh, he needs to be in more stuff and, and this was proof of, and I don't get why he's not working more. He's, he's absolutely great. And he was, he was really yeah. good on that show. So Definitely, if anybody doesn't watch New Girl, give it a shot. Uh, start working your way through it because it's it's really good. It really do is really like, funny. As on a whole, I mean, I, maybe you do because of the show. But do you like Zoe Deschanel on the whole? Uh, who is the star of that show? I can get why somebody wouldn't, um, but I and I think like almost the dividing line for me is if you think she's cute or not. And, and if I didn't think she was cute, I can totally yeah. imagine her being annoying. And but I kind of fall on the side of yes, yeah, she is cute, so I'm will I, I can go with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I find her I find her a little off putting, but uh, mm. I haven't watched her in that show, and that may be the biggest thing she she does. So maybe I should give her a little bit of a chance. Here, here's what I here's what I would do about her, and that would be to go back and watch a movie called The Good Girl with Jennifer Aniston. And, yeah, I've seen uh, the good girl and Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not remember Deschanel in there, but she plays a really snarky uh, f- uh, co-worker of Jennifer Aniston's at uh, I think it's called Retail Rodeo is the sh- the store they work at. Man, that yeah, too much information. Wow, also. his his memory is firing on all cylinders this <laughs> no morning. Joke, um, synapses are kicking <laughs> in, man. What, and then one one final one that I think uh, more truly fits the spirit of full disclosure. I watched uh, about thirty minutes of is it called the Boy Next Door with Jennifer Lopez? Oh, oh yeah! Oh my gosh, the the thriller. <laughs> yes. Quote. Woo, man! That <laughs> might be the worst movie. I've seen where the- <laughs> what what made you watch that because it was on like uh it was on one of the it was on TV and I'm oh, flipping okay. past and 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 it just for a second I'm like what is this and it took like all of like 4 seconds to get uh a moment in the movie where it was embarrassingly bad and then I'm like oh wow what like literally I didn't know what it was for probably two minutes because I, I think Jennifer Lopez hadn't shown up yet or something. And I'm like, wow, what, what is this? Cause this is some type of like spoof or, or, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, man. I really did. I thought it was like, maybe like maybe one of the Wayne's brothers things or something like that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Jennifer Lopez shows up and I'm like, Oh wait, Oh my gosh! Like, there is this serious? Like, they're 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 being serious with this, and it was I couldn't believe how bad it is. Like, it's <laughs> unthinkably crazy bad. Uh, have either of you seen any of it? Oh God, no, no, yeah. no, man, it's <laughs> almost worth that, like, it. Did you continue watching it just for the novelty? Yes, of it? yes, absolutely. Because I couldn't believe, couldn't understand. It was because I kept trying to figure it out. Is it supposed to be campy? And like, <laughs> oh, like honestly, trying to figure it out, and I and I and I still right now I can't. I think maybe it, it maybe it was, but I I I, could, I wouldn't bet on it. And it is as far as like a big budget movie with big stars in it that got full theatrical release. It's the worst thing I've seen in years. It is bad, bad. The boy next door, everybody. Yeah, I so. can I can imagine it is. Have you seen any? In the spirit of full disclosure, have you seen anything Jennifer Lopez has been in that you've liked? <laughs> I, I've seen one thing. Uh, Out of sight, right? <laughs> absolutely no. 
okay. Was that the one? Was Out of Sight the one with Clooney? Yeah, that is the one that everybody says is really good. Like out, out of her, out of her movies, and I haven't yeah. seen it. And I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Either. I can't think of anything of hers that I've liked. What, what, what's your one, Alan? I like the sale because it was cool. Oh, okay, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's That's, it's got Vince Vaughn too, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's it's sort of a, a cerebral thriller type of movie, and it was just I, I mean I didn't love it, and I wouldn't recommend it, but. I enjoyed it enough to to where I would put it on the positive side of her movies. I thought, Everything else I've ever seen her in has been like. I thought for sure you were going to say the wedding planner, the wedding planner, or made in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah made in Manhattan. <laughs> or or Jiggly. Oh, Kevin Smith, everybody. Hello, hello. Uh, that's that's your that's your yep. full disclosure, Scott. Yep, yep. yep. Recently. Yeah, that's that man. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of range. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's amazing. You start with Zootopia and finish with the the Jennifer Lopez thriller. That's a lot of range. I kind of I almost want to see the whole thing, but I it, I I I hit it in like in between the second and third act. So n- now I know basically what happens. So I, I yeah. don't know that I can force myself to watch the rest <laughs> of the slow the slow part. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a good group watch if it's that camp. I'm telling you, if anybody's out there and likes to throw in a movie that you make fun of now and then, this one is absolutely yeah. a candidate. Uh, Todd, did, 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 before I get into uh, what what I went down there to to see in Charleston, did you what what have you watched in the last week or so? Well, uh, I don't know if this fits the criteria, but uh, yesterday I had to watch um, the 2016. Kentucky Governor School for the Arts Drama <laughs> Showcase. <laughs> I've had to I've had to watch one of those. Yeah. Well, this one um, I have to be there because we have to video capture it for posterity. And uh, so I was there from two p.m. until four mm, forty <laughs> p.m. Uh, making sure every <laughs> every frame. That's it's only three hours, but that's a long day. I heard it is. I heard uh, Johnny Richardson crap the bed down there. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Well, well, I mean, word. It's getting around Frankfurt pretty quick. Johnny Richardson <laughs> what, and what he did with that. You, you just you can't you just can't escape it. It's small town out of bullet east. <laughs> out of bullet east. Not their well, finest just, moment. No. He he crapped the waterbed, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, oh, that's ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm talking title. So. Well, aside from that film-wise, what? Yeah, what? yeah. Well, I, and I, the reason I brought that up is when I think about it, I was like, I could have watched three hours of movie. Yeah, uh, you, you could have watched. Uh... But I, I couldn't, so. For that, <laughs> for that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. You uh, I will say Jennifer this. Lopez in Shades of Blue. Mm-hmm. Yes, Shades of Blue. Or yeah. um, what's that other one she did that was? Um, um, uh, you can just oh uh, Anaconda. Yeah, Anaconda. Oh. <laughs> Anaconda. Her Owen, Owen, yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, and and John Voight. Yeah, wow. Oscar winner. And, uh, and Bruce d- didn't Bruce Bruce was is he in that one? Bruce, Good Bruce Campbell. Bruce, no, no. Congo is he? He's, he's in something. Anaconda. Is he in Congo? He he's in, in Congo. Something. Yeah. Okay, all right. He he's the opening scene kill in Congo. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> right. Sorry. But yeah. uh, but Ice T is in it. So Ice T, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you got Ice T, there no Anaconda has a chance. No. No Anaconda. No. no. And, and can I do since, an, since Anaconda did, doesn't uh, want none. None of that. None <laughs> of that. Did, uh, um, Pacino impressions last week. Can I can I do a, an iced tea? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anaconda yeah. impression. Okay, here we go. You mean there's snakes out here this big? <laughs> How was that? That's pretty good. If you call five it, million pounds. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, aside from the anaconda, the hot anaconda talk. Uh, yeah. Todd, what, what else did you say? I basically skirted the, the question, haven't I? Um, Pretty much, yes. Um, okay, <laughs> last night we started, I didn't realize the big short was on Netflix, but it is. Oh. 
Um, and so I, we started it, but now it was kind of warm last night. So we had a fan on and one of these portable AC units and I, and I had the TV volume on my Samsung up to like 65 <laughs> and still couldn't understand anything. And so we watched oh. the first 10 minutes of the big short. Yeah. Um, but B- Blythe was just like, I can't, I can't understand this and what's going on. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah no, and, you, if you can't hear it, that's bad news yeah, on that movie. It's not, it's not a visual movie. No. And Christian Bell, I, I'll be honest, he was freaking me out. <laughs> that whole scene sitting there mm. with his eyeballs and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you can't hear what he's saying to distract you from the weird eye, that's true. So, yeah, so I, I was feeling this sense of uh, disassociation. Um, so we I turned that off. So we watched about the first 10 minutes, basically with no sound. Um, Please but, go back and watch that. But with I sound. will go back and watch it. I'll yeah. just have to watch it without... You know, without Blythe, because I don't, I think, I think she's soured now just because of sensory deprivation. So, um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, I did watch a, uh, almost all of a, uh, a documentary I found on Amazon Prime, and it's called Haunters, H A U N T E R S, plural, Haunters. And it's a documentary, um, about this, um, this family in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that are uh, they're they're trying to put on a, a haunted house, um, and they they own it's this I mean they own a um, they own a costume shop slash magic shop in in town, and they get I don't know how they stay open honestly because you see it's not just about the haunted house you see you see a a slice of them. At, you know, in the haunted house, doing their thing, uh, working with all their volunteer people that they've worked with over the years, and they've done it for 20 years or something like that. But then you also see them, at, you know, working in the in their shop on a daily basis, where they have loyal customers that come in by magic tricks or this or that. Um, but I really liked it. You, you, you empathize with the guy because I mean, he's um, he comes off as somebody that would probably be you know, really bright and could do probably just about anything, but he chose, chose to go with a, a, the passion of his, which was uh, entertaining and thrilling people. Um, Is it seasonal or do they do it all year long? Uh, just, just seasonal. Yeah. It's yeah. just in, it's just during October. And the name of the name of their house is called um, Phobia House. <laughs> so, Everything in the house is every room. There's some kind of deals with some kind of a phobia that people fear. have. Yeah, fear, fear of something. So it's clowns, it's uh, zombies, it's you know. You recommend it? I do recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I was probably maybe fifteen or twenty minutes from finishing it, and just it was just so late, and I had to, I had to stop it. But it, that was the only reason I wasn't bored with it at all. Yeah. I thought, like I said, I, I thought it. Uh, I thought it moved pretty well. And of course, you know, I, I'm kind of interested in that subject yeah. matter. I think Colton would probably really enjoy it. Yeah. My son loves that. That kind of, He's actually right now at a uh, Renaissance festival Is uh, really? <laughs> that, that when he graduates, he wants to work in and, and he's proposing a haunted house at this Renaissance festival in eminence. So yeah, uh, yeah, he's super into that stuff. So I, I definitely yeah. will, I'll have him check that out. Yeah. So ha- haunters uh, is, is one, you know, I, if you're into that kind of thing, and I mean, he would be. So if he's yeah. watching it, you might want to stick your head in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll definitely. But I, watch. I, I just, yeah, I like, I like, the, I like to see how, I like to see the, I mean, and I like the haunted house part of it, but I really like the story of this family putting it together. I think more yeah. so because it's just really interesting to see how. Because I mean, they're scraping by to do this. I mean, it's just taking everything they've got to do this, and you, you know, you've got these these nights where there's nobody coming in uh, and, and you've got, you know, the, the actors are all in there ready to go and there's nobody walking through. Yeah. Cause, cause there's another haunted attraction on the other side of town or something. It's so it's, you know, it kind of, you know, they play with the emotions pretty well. I thought, well, um, I found, uh, we found three cinemas down there. So I had to go to three to three films and um, luckily on 4th of July, a ton of stuff opens. So um Found an IMAX down there and took uh, my 
nieces and nephews who are young and have read the book, the children's book. And we, we went and watched the BFG in IMAX. Oh, cool. Um, which the big F and uh, giant, the big <laughs> freaking giant, uh, Either either one of y'all have any interest in it? Nope. I really, I we were Henry and I were actually going to go last <laughs> last Monday, yeah, Fourth of July, and I went. We drove to the Danville Cinemas, and the line was out. Oh mountains, yeah, out there, and yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen a line to that wow. theater out, and I don't know if it was just that movie or if they'd gotten there late to open the theater up and we're scrambling. I don't know, but it was, I was like, okay, we're not waiting in line. And it, was great, <laughs> it was getting ready to storm too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see it at all, Scott? I, no, I do want to see it though. I don't probably, uh, <laughs> a slightly intrigued by the fact that Jermaine is playing one of the giants and, uh, you know, that Spielberg is doing kind of, you know, there's a comedy yeah. element to it, and but I don't know, I don't know, man. I, I so much CG and I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's it's a little corny, but uh, um, honestly, Jermaine's great. He plays the main and and tag, which I didn't realize <laughs> um, going into it. Uh, the primary and, and tag, yeah, the primary and tag. But it it is like, and it may have been because we saw it in IMAX, but it is it is visually incredible. Like yeah. the, the CG stuff is pretty, is pretty nice. Um, and it was fun for me to watch it with my nieces and nephews cause they'd read the book and they were, they, they were laughing at all the right stuff that kids should laugh at and all that stuff. So that, it was kind of a cool experience to get to go with them to that. So I enjoyed it. Um, as far as just telling a 40 year old man, go check this out. I don't know that I'd do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you want to if you wanted to take Sophie, if she had any interest in it, I'd, I'd probably say it's worth, okay. worth going to check. Uh, maybe a matinee or something. Um, also went and saw the purge. It was god awful. <laughs> uh, it, it was easily the worst of the purge movies. Wow, it, wow. It was billed, and I liked the other two. Um, but it was billed as as being a horror, like they all are, and it was a it was a shoot 'em up. Yeah, like it was. It was. Mm. You had uh, you had Bubba from Forrest Gump, and the dude from. The dude from the last purge and Frank um, and Frank Grillo, Crossbones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they were, and it was just a lot of a lot of uh, shooting people, um, and it was not fun, and it wasn't scary, and it had zero appeal. I, I don't. I, the story was terrible. Um, it was really politically on the nose uh, because mm -hmm. the bad guy in it was a um, an over the top politician who was trying to run for president who loved the purge and he was overtly racist uh and then mm. the, good, the good guy in it was trying to save the um and also he was using the pur purge to uh clear out the downtrodden and poor people of of the cities um <laughs> i mean need those like, people uh okay and then the good guy was the the female senator from from the uh, the northeast, who was trying to to help everybody, and it oh, was just like, brother. okay, this is this is pretty on the nose. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty awful. And um, finally, we went and and watched uh, Tarzan um, hmm. at, at the end of the week. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Well, what do you think? What do you think, Scott? Uh, I'm gonna guess that that one is coming in below a five. <laughs> um and i really like i'm not one to to get into the whole you know race thing too much but that seems like a bad idea to me like the whole yeah. especially in today's climate of white man saves africa i don't know like <laughs> is that what is is that was that a lot of it you know and, it was um maybe not as much as you'd think okay uh, yeah the I don't want to give too much away, but um, like th there was a there was an African leader who basically wanted revenge on Tarzan. Um, okay. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as much as maybe what the trailer would have you believe as far as that goes. Now, um, uh, and and do, do the, uh, the to me the monkeys the apes look like almost like they borrowed all the the previs stuff from like planet of the apes like all yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. the first generation tests 
the the, the planet of the apes had laying around they're like can we borrow those like no these aren't finished (laughs) that's all right like it's okay yeah we gotta go we get we need to get this movie out (laughs) yeah yeah the apes look pretty pretty ridiculous uh Uh way over the top uh the cgi in in bfg was way more impressive let me put it that way um and it was kind of annoying too because there was a lot of time lapse that they didn't explain what happened in that time but they it needed a lot of explanation Mm-hmm. Um, and there was none uh, from the time Tarzan got from boy discovered in the jungle to the time he got to uh, sort of an elitist British guy who inherited this this huge estate. Um, there was no no tale of his transition from one to the other, and that was kind of annoying. And also, Sam Jackson was good in it, but he could do everything that Tarzan could do. Oh, huh. and that was kind of weird. That is weird. Um, so, uh, but Christoph Waltz was awesome. So, as the bad guy, really, so, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, he I'm, was great. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of of Waltz in the bad guy role. Yeah, like, well, if you're tired of him in the bad guy role, then don't see this at all. Okay, see, yeah, I mean, because he's he's unbelievably good, but it yeah. it feels like when you when he it feels a little one note because he's got his delivery and what he does and. Like I'd rather just remember, you know, the Inglorious Bastards character as yeah. it is, and and like not have it kind of diminished by some of these other bad guys. Yeah, I see that. I can see that, and and that and that would definitely be a problem for you in this one because he's he's playing that type of character, and not, it's not nearly as good as Inglorious yeah. was. So, yeah. but I would imagine though, if you've got the hots for for Stellan Skarsgård, though, then then this is the movie mm. for you. That uh, is a that is a good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a good looking dude and speaking of good looking dudes um yes i also watched a uh i also watched the 1972 film deliverance because i read the book oh, last week yeah and the movie is on on netflix so i went ahead and watched it man burt mm. reynolds uh Circa 1972 is one of the best looking men I've ever seen. He's not. He's not. He wasn't bad looking, was he? Holy Bert. crap! That is a that is a nice looking man. And one of the few, yeah. few times in his life that he didn't have facial hair of any kind. No, no, yeah. no stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and clean uh, cut. And that, that movie was pretty good. Like it holds up. It holds up pretty well. It's not nearly as good as the book, which is usually the case. But John Voight's good in it too. But. Um, yeah, man, Burt Reynolds. All right, I've got a game for you then. Knocking it out of the park. On that note, let's play a game. Okay. All uh, right. So both of you, if you could live six months of your life, uh, you basically inhabit the body, look just like some actor in his prime, who are you choosing? Oh, wow. Um, do you have an answer? I, well, think, I, think, I, I think I do. I think... Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Um, oh, as my mind goes blank, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go six months uh, as 1970s Robert Redford. I think is what I would do. Oh yeah. I think I'd uh, go six months as Redford. Hmm. Just just off the top of my head, there's some others that I've that that, that strike me too. You know. Brando yeah. was Brando was a good looking dude in his prime. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go I'll go as the as the blonde bomber. All right. Wow, uh, Todd, what do you think? You got an answer? Sure, I'm gonna let you go next. Uh, well, I'm like <laughs> you got after, you got somebody. I, it's gonna be hard for me to get away. Like I'm enamored with the way Burt Reynolds looked in Deliverance. <laughs> so it'll be hard for me to get away with that uh, well. from that one. Well, uh, hey everybody! Then. Hey everybody! We're we're very comfortable with our sexuality on this show. <laughs> by the way, um, if I'm if I'm gonna go with just a, an absolute Adonis of a chiseled <laughs> piece of humanity, <laughs> then shout out to Dolph Lundgren. Dolph oh, Lundgren. you can't you can't! How can you go wrong there? Exactly, like are, that. That is a perfect specimen of a man. Are you so. zeroing in on a on an in particular year here? For oh, it's Drago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I'd you were gonna look like Drago, like so. that dude. Like you're talking about Quadzilla, the tricep meat, like everything. Perfect. So you want? I the, thought you were gonna say Red Scorpion. You get the <laughs> no. flat top and everything then. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I want the John Cena flat top. Yeah. It's your turn, mm. Todd. You gotta you gotta step up to the plate here. Oh man, this is this is tough now. This is we've tough. set the bar high, I think. I would probably go with um I'm gonna say early seventies to mid to late seventies, Warren Beatty. Beatty. Classy. Wow. The yeah. classy look. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought, guys, guys, a uh, man he can do it all. I thought maybe you'd go Paul Newman, but yeah, Beatty's off the off the radar a little bit. He was he was. Uh, would that be the um, what's the movie uh, the the Heaven movie with Beatty? Oh, Heaven Can Wait. Heaven was Can in Wait. That. Yeah. Um, probably McCabe and Mrs. Miller was probably in that same time frame. I think that was early seventies. Yeah. Great, great western. If you haven't seen it, everybody, revisionist western. Man, that's a um, good one. Warren Beatty. Are you sure you didn't mean Ned Beatty? Because I just got done watching well, <laughs> Deliverance. I know you. I know you did. And uh, and there's there's certain people out in this community that are keeping that stereotype alive. And I'd I, I like it if you just killed it right now. I would so. like for you to tell that story. Actually, I can't. I, every 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 time I tell it, it's almost like it's, it's it perpetuates it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of well, like you know the 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 Mikey kid you know, that died supposedly from eating pop rocks and then drinking a soda. <laughs> He's still alive. He's okay. Well, but I'm everybody going to give a, a brief revisionist. Um, wasn't it, was, was it in the, when you did uh, the theater version of To Kill a Mockingbird, was it that meet and greet line? It, it probably was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it, Todd did uh, at our community theater, Todd played uh, the sheriff in To Kill a Mockingbird and in the meet and greet line, uh, a, a very enamored fan yes. told Todd that he looked exactly like Ned Beatty. Yeah. And he has still to this day not forgiven her. And I would like to I would like to say that the woman was way past probably sixty five. She had so cataracts. You, she, can, I think it's he, to say. he can't really take anything anybody over sixty five says yeah. serious <laughs> anyway. So if if I'm going classy look I think I'm going uh, Connery from the Bond days. Really? Yeah. He's, yeah. There's a huh. All right. Yeah. You have a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem? No, with he's just. I don't know. I mean, he's. It's a little. It's a little rugged still. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a hairy man. He's a hairy man. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Yeah, so was Burt Reynolds. I got to think. <laughs> oh, well, there's maybe there's something there then. They're man, they are drawn to. They're they're yeah. like uh, what do you call it? They're a um, they're a bear. So <laughs> what is it? What's the term? The, uh... I think you just said it. Yeah, I think that's okay. it. <laughs> they're bears. <laughs> call them bears. <laughs> <laughs> wow this this podcast just took another step right there. completely off the rails hey did you hear the did you hear the new talk art yeah they're talking about who their favorite bear is <laughs> well let me let me let me say this that back in the 70s you know people 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 look at you know guys in canoes going down the <laughs> Georgia River, uh, laden laden with hair all over their chest. I mean that oh, nobody was yeah. thinking. Oh my gosh, I need to shave all that off, or give me some, give me some of that uh, neat, you know, stuff. And you know, it they you embraced you embraced it. Yeah, you, know? you embraced it. Yeah. Who's who's your classy choice, Scott? If I gotta go yeah. classy, yeah. I think I don't know. I think Redford can do it all. I mean, if I'm yeah. thinking of Redford in, yeah, you, got it, you got it covered with Redford, I guess. Yeah, don't you? In, yeah. The, in the way we were, or something like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe you know Paul Newman. Newman. Newman's know. never a bad choice. Yeah. 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 Newman. With those yeah. with those glassy eyes of his. The yeah. blue the sky yeah. blue. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dreamy. <laughs> Dreamy. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, good grief! What happened? What happened right there? <laughs> good, good radio. Good, that's a good podcast. That's a good is what game, happened. Scott. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you two, you two are married, so you don't have to worry about the ramifications of this. <laughs> that's true. 
I don't think either. I don't. I don't think one of them is is you know cut calling it quits because of this. But who no, knows? No, I think. I, no, I think it makes you more appealing. <laughs> if you're that in touch and that and that comfortable, then uh, yeah, there's nothing to hide there. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, well, just keep talking because the more you talk about anything else other than Ned Beatty, we're moving farther <laughs> away from it. And, and you know, and the point of the game is that. By making this choice, it would make you more appealing to women. So, I mean, right, okay. right. That's what we're doing. That's what we're all about. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, why I would want to live six months of my life, not so I can stare in the mirror at myself. It's so I could, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Redford's aged pretty well. Like, he, he's. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And, he's, he's aged pretty gracefully. And, right. And naturally. Like, yeah. I think is the key here. Like, yeah. For all you big stars that are that love to listen to this show, lay off mm-hmm. the surgery, everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap up the full disclosure thing, and Todd, I think this is what you were alluding to earlier. Uh, we have started to introduce our 17-year-old daughters to Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got, while on vacation with, with Havana, I got three Wes movies in. Um, we, we kicked it off with Rushmore. Uh, watched Moonrise Kingdom and then and then we had time for one more and I asked her I, I was down between do we finish with Grand Budapest or do we finish with Royal Tenenbaums so I asked her which of the first two did she like better between Rushmore and uh, Moonrise Kingdom and she said she liked Rushmore better so I went with uh, I went with Tenenbaums uh, and man she's a fan which really pleased me mm-hmm. yeah um, and, and she wants to, she wants to finish up. I've, I've still got, uh, Grand Budapest and Bottle Rocket. I want to show her, um, we may do those later tonight, but, um, yeah, I was really excited that she liked them as much as she did. So question, I've got a question. Um, thinking about when to, when to expose Sophie to those, you know, and, yeah. and they're all rated R, which, right. So what on Rushmore remind me what it is that earns that R rating. Olivia Williams' pirate mouth. They're towards the, they're towards the end. She just goes totally pirate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of references to uh, HJs in the. Oh in the yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of those. That's right. Um, in the back of your bloody Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there's uh there's the the uh, just all of a sudden there's the the full centerfold poster right there in the in the room hanging up. Okay. Uh, of the of the of the lady so um but yeah i think i think most of the most of what you would, should be concerned about probably for your daughter is the the handy talk and mm-hmm. and uh and havana's 15 now 17 oh 17 okay yeah, yeah so i waited until she could go buy a rated r ticket before i showed it to her yeah i i think i think that's the good call i think 12 is <laughs> 12 yeah. is too early yeah. Yeah. Unless you're watching, you can find it on like TNT or something. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then, that's true. Yeah. I think, I think Moonrise, though, isn't Moonrise, wasn't it PG 13? Uh, it might have been. It might have been. There's, there's, there's a, some pretty heavy underage making out in that movie. There is. Yeah. Uh, weird. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 So to watch that with your 12 year old daughter is probably it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> But yeah, it is PG thirteen. So yeah. um, okay, and she Grace had already watched Moonrise Kingdom prior to this. She had watched it by herself. Um, so and she really liked it. Um, and you watched Rushmore with her, right? And we, yeah, I watched Rushmore with her this past week, and uh, she really liked it. Or at least she told me she really liked it. Now she might tell other people differently, but I think she yeah. does. Um, but she uh, she enjoyed it. Um, of course, you know I'm 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 like priming her to laugh at certain parts and like get ready get ready for this uh-huh. and right uh, right yeah yeah you know, yeah but uh, but you know and, and I'm so you know when when uh, future man's <laughs> talking to Kumar about you know this best show ever <laughs> I mean I was just laughing <laughs> I'm sure she was like what's that all about so, yeah anyway yeah and on I mean on those movies like. I didn't. I think when I watched Rushmore the first time in the theater, and I guess it was my first exposure to West for one thing, so that might have. Had, but 
you know, I'm not dying laughing in no. in the theater by yeah. any means. So, I, yeah. if you had told me, like, as soon as I walked out of that movie in the theater, first time I'd seen it, that that's going to be one of your top two or three movies, you know, of all time, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm probably not believing you. But you yeah. know, the second time I watched it is when it really clicked, and you know, you just yeah, and that's the way it is with a lot of his stuff and a lot of the Cohen stuff. There's just there's yeah, yeah. you know, it grows Brilliant. on you, and there's so much you see, you know, when you watch it subsequently. Yeah, you have Ra- to let it sort of marinate a yeah. little bit, don't you? Yeah, Raising Arizona. I remember the first time I watched yeah, it, and I just did, it did not have any kind of effect on me at all. And then I had some friends that were like, "Oh yeah, I loved Raising Arizona." I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I watched it. It was okay." And they're like, "Well, you need to watch it again." I watched mm-hmm. it again, and it was like watching it for the first time. Uh huh. Yeah, um, really was. And I mean, and that's probably it's probably my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah, that same deal. My favorite comedies of all times are the ones that, when I watched it the first time, I thought it's okay, and then yeah. when I watched it again later, it's like you know, just talk, you know, just it flies all over me. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and she, you know, so she she got a really uh, Grace got a real kick out of, um, you know, the the scene, the dinner scene where you know Schwartzman's going all over. Oh, Havana uh, did Wilson. too. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so she was just loving that. The, just couldn't believe that he was just just tearing into him like that. The OR scrubs. Yeah. 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 That's a nice O-R nurse's thing. uniform. Yeah. <laughs> got their OR scrubs, dude. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the reaction from, from Murray, like so understated, but just sells it. Just yeah. a little bitty, you know, cough on his, on what he's, you know, what he's eating there and just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I say something that I think is going to be controversial in this group? Uh Uh-oh. I think Uh I like, after watching them all this week, I think I like Royal Tannenbaums better than Rushmore. Hmm. Those are one, two, in my opinion. Yeah, they are for me, too, so I'm not going to, like, punch you the next time I see you. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, Tannenbaums is fantastic, and, you know, it's got some really haymaker scenes in it, and, you know... Uh, Glover and <laughs> and uh, Hackman yeah. together are so yeah. good in that scene. Oh my gosh! I, yeah. I think yeah. the reason I like it is because I think Royal might be my favorite. Yeah, character. yeah, he's uh, really good. Yeah, Hackman. Uh, you can't say yeah. enough about about Hackman. Yeah, and supposedly did not get along with Wes at all <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> it worked though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, whole definitely. scene in the kitchen with with Danny Glover where they're talking jive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was. I was in. I was in stitches again, and it, this is probably the fifth or sixth time I watched that movie. But after watching them back to back, I realized I, I think I got more enjoyment out of uh, Tenenbaums. And that thing is such a good, like, it's such a good character study. Those characters are yeah. so well developed in that. In that. That's uh, true. Yeah. And he, he was really he was really getting into his groove on that too. I mean he he was I mean or hitting his stride I guess. I thought he was mm-hmm. I thought he was did a good job with Rushmore, but it was just like he'd taken all everything that he had learned on Bottle Rocket and Rushmore, and that this was like the the tip you know right at the tip of the the precipice or, or the peak I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's been all downhill since, but it's. Uh, you know that you look at you look at the you know the top uh, uh, really what he's done and when you think about the things that click on all cylinders you think of you know you think of those two well we've talked about it Todd that that's the last one that Owen wrote with him that's exactly what I was going to say the same thing yep and yeah. you know it says it like that's the one like you, normally you can't point to one factor but to me on this you can it's like yeah. those two work together better than he does with anybody yeah. else. Yeah, that's the truth. And and Owen Owen I think they both knew uh what to add and you know when to let the other mm-hmm. one step in yeah. and when to let you know when to kind of step into the background and I think that's probably the biggest the biggest part of it because I mean we have no idea what all Owen wrote and what all he you know entered into, you know, the whole you know the scheme of it. I mean, what was, you know, was he was he what was he, what was he behind? What was he really just, you know, I think we should do it this way, or I think we should, you know, I mean, it's obvious, you know, he was, he was there for both of those, uh, in, in and bottle capacities. Rocket. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm, and they're different. They're three favorites. The first three are totally different than yep. Yep. the last five or six. So Yeah, West tends to he he gets caught up sometimes in how smart he is and how well read mm-hmm. he is and and you know, it's almost like watching uh Dennis Miller play out in cinematic form. <laughs> you That's know? a great analogy, yes. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, Owen dumbs it down a little bit for the rest of us and not because uh, Owen isn't smart and doesn't have smart comedy and, and like it's just fart jokes or anything by any means but it just right. it, for some reason he just makes it more relatable and it's a little more base you know he he, he just uh, humanizes it a little bit yeah he, he yeah. I think he realizes what's going to land mm-hmm. more universally than Wes does right <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, it's just more right. yeah it's just more fun and you know yeah. a little more a little more fun Yep. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up this segment, or possibly this podcast, um, because Todd's got a, uh, a heart out. Um, Scott, did you have a, uh, speaking of going to the cinemas, did, Ghostbusters opens this weekend. Oh, and I yes. think that you had, yes, a, you had a hot mm, take for that coming yeah. up. Let, I want to hear that. Yeah, listen, before, yeah, before we cut this show off, people need to hear this. I am going to make every effort... Like, uh, Ghostbusters starts this coming weekend. I'm going to make every effort to see it. And the next... You uh, are. Right. Okay. For this show. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm so sick of the backlash right now, you know, and and, and everything that the producers are throwing out there as to, you know, oh, people think this stink because women are in it. And Mm. people are so... And you know, of course, there are a few out there that are that are blaming it on the women because they're so stupid. But you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see this thing. All right, I'm gonna try to. And uh, and we're gonna come back here for this next episode. And I swear to you, <laughs> if this movie is as bad as I think it could be, it's gonna be scorched earth <laughs> on this show. <laughs> And I can't awesome. wait to unload on this movie for all the reasons that I think it's bad that have absolutely nothing to do with it being a female cast and just yeah. rip it from one side to the other to shreds and, and uh, you know, completely discount the fact that they're saying that the only reason you all do, you know, are upset and you don't like it is because it's a, a female cast. Like, nope. It's because I think it looks yeah. awful. And uh, if if that's the case, if it really is as bad as I think it is, then prepare. Just get ready. Yeah. I, well, I, now I may go see it. Just for that, and I wasn't going to. I have actively <laughs> avoided trailers. I, I I got stuck in a theater watching a trailer um, when we went and watched Tar- Tarzan. I actually saw the trailer for the first time, and I have to agree with you. It's going to be a pos. <laughs> that's that's what I I can't wait to crush it for rip it a new one and i I think that if if it's good i think you'll give it credit absolutely absolutely i will i will apologize and say i was wrong about this but it just annoys me you're not going to though you're not going to be able to (laughs) i don't think there's going to be a problem yeah it just annoys me that they're point they're blaming all the negative criticism on you all are sexist and and the only people that are giving us flack for it is like nope it's a bad idea and that's why people are upset. As we've seen in today's society, being divisive totally works. So, <laughs> right. That's 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 exactly what they need to do. And um, let's face it, the, the 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 theme song. Everybody can't stand the new oh song. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah. And that's not the indicator of the movie, but golly, you, if you can't hit it out of the park with the song, yeah. I mean, you know, how many great, how many great or horrible movies had a great song and how many, how many horrible movies have a horrible song? Well, right, I'm going to write that down. Cause let's, let's research that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Good songs for bad movies and bad songs for good movies. I, I mean, the one, can I, come up with any. the one I can think of already is, uh, you know, that, that, that proves that the Todd is wrong is go ninja go. Um, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was obviously a fantastic movie. <laughs> you, uh... Oh, wait a minute. I think the song's awesome and the movie sucked. <laughs> I do regret. Yeah, you might be right about that, actually. In, you, in you a certain way, that movie, around. that song is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, all right, guys, I think that uh, wraps up the movie talk for this episode. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back to wrap it up. All right, guys, during these breaks, uh, we don't have any paid advertisers as of yet. So we're going to use this time to um, show a little love for some of the guys that have helped out Walk Softly Films. Uh, Scott, who's, who are we going to do that for first off? Our first friend of the show is Mr. Matthew Todd. Matt Todd, uh, as you well know, Alan, has helped us out uh, on many occasions in our productions. Yeah, folks that know our work will know him as Danny Munch from Three Ladies. <laughs> Maybe my favorite, one of my favorite character names. That yeah. Out of everything we've done, he was he was Danny Munch. <laughs> That's just a funny name. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> Good stuff. Um, he was Danny Munch in Three Ladies. He was he built uh, the robot. He's a, he's a very accomplished. Uh, builder and artist of, of all sorts so he he built the robot prop for us that was in Bizarnival that everybody loved and to this day mm -hmm. that's one of the you know two or three things that people always said to us when they talked about uh Bizarnival was that I loved the robot uh so that's Matt Todd's handiwork um and and he got in the he got in the suit he got in the Bigfoot suit uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So all the way back to the beginning with us. Wow. Yep. Uh, one of one of our two big feet that we had. So, uh, so to give you a little background, Matt Todd is a he's a graphic designer. He's got eight years of experience. Um, he's done everything from vehicle graphics and uh, video editing, website work, trade show booths. Um, he started working on more illustration and concept art recently he's working for uh helheim games studio based out of mount sterling so he's been working with them um but uh he's also got t-shirts look him up he's using his designs on threadless.com uh he's got t-shirts there for sale you can go you can buy his designs right on the t-shirts order them up they send them to your house m todd t-o-d-d dot threadless.com uh we'll go straight to his uh, page there and all your illustration needs and website design any type of graphic design you need matt tide can hook you up yeah talented dude look him up all right everybody welcome back to uh talk hard presented by walk softly films um I said we were done with the movie talk, but I lied. Because Scott <laughs> Stafford's going to come at you with some Marvel minutes, bringing you the latest in Marvel news. And this is a short one, but we like to keep everybody up to up to speed on their Marvel news. Uh, Three hundred days until Guardians of the Galaxy two. Ooh, less yeah. than a year away. Are you excited about that one? I am absolutely excited about it. I am too. It's going to be hard to keep the expectations low on that one. Yeah. Um. Thor and Spider-Man, both shooting right now as we speak. Yeah, and that, daggone Spider, it seems like every other day there's some news about a new cast member for Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, there really is, and uh, a lot of them that I, a lot of guys that I like, uh, the, the guy off of uh, Community, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name, Donald Glover? Yeah, the Childish yeah. Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that his, his rap name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. So, um, news there, and uh, the probably the most tantalizing rumor that I can hit you all with right now is that uh, one of of Kevin Smith's crew on his uh, podcasting uh, endeavors said that his contacts um, told him that Fox and Marvel have had some talks some discussions about the possibility of a Spider-Man type shared relationship with uh, the Marvel mutants and Marvel studios. Ooh. So interesting. That's big news. That would be, yeah, absolutely big news. I do, I do believe that, you know, they, they probably have had discussions how serious they are. Who knows? 
but it's definitely a, a tantalizing rumor. I can I can absolutely understand why Fox would be interested in it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um. You know. Because. But. You know. At, at what point does Marvel get stretched thin? I don't. I don't know if they can take on. You know. All of Fox's. You know. Needs. Creative needs. Like at some point, yeah. it's like you, you know they can only do so much. So. Right. Yeah, but I'd I'd rather them be stretched thin than the messes we're getting right now from <laughs> Fox from the studios. That yeah, yeah. Um, and we've already uh, we've already done the the hard part for them by um, you've already uh, recast Wolverine. That's true. Um, that's true. So I mean, that's out of the way. I recasted Wolverine for them. Um, and it, if it's up to me, like I don't care about honestly, like keep the X Men at for right now like it's just that's it's so blown up into its whole you know separate universe i'd much rather bring fantastic four back into the fold yeah um give us give us the silver surfer give but more than anything give us dr doom yes get your hands off of him and uh the best i think i've said it on here before the best villain they've got uh in the in the marvel uh, on the Marvel shelves is Doctor Doom, and he's been thoroughly ruined twice by Fox. Um, so give give us give him back, and uh, yeah. let, let's see what let's see what Feige and the boys can do with him. Yeah, they've made a big steaming turd out of Doctor Doom, and it's <laughs> it's hard to watch. Uh, just for those that haven't heard or don't know, aren't familiar, do you want to tell your brilliant idea on who is going to be the next Wolverine or should be? Yeah, uh, you know, you can call it brilliant, but I think, you know, most people with a pulse could come up with this. <laughs> Tom Hardy is Wolverine, right? I mean, yeah, yeah he'd nail it. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, there's just no question. It's, uh, you know, I didn't have to go too far to, to think of that one. I think that spawned from uh, Simon Kinberg uh, of, of the X Universe movie fame uh, saying that it was impossible to recast Wolverine and you couldn't get rid of Hugh Jackman's impossible to recast. And it took me all of five seconds to think, uh, Tom Hardy and job done. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. There you go. So that's the Marvel minute. For the <laughs> there, there it slash they are. And if you want to see, by the way, for anybody, any, any nerds out there who want to know what I'm talking about with Dr. Doom, uh, especially since they're getting ready to make this Doctor Strange movie and you could make this book a, a, a very succinct, perfectly timed film in, in its own. Uh, look up the graphic novel, uh, Triumph and Torment. It's Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment is what it's called. It's the best comic I've ever read in my life to oh, this wow. day. Um, story is fantastic. Uh, Dr. Doom became maybe my favorite comic character overall because of that book. And that's how you write him. And that's how he's done. And, uh, it's, it's a masterclass in, and how you ignore how they portrayed him in that book and to, to make like, to turn him into like a mud monster and some of these other things. I don't know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if anybody wants to like sign up for it, I know it's on, uh, the, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel unlimited app. Uh, Triumph and Torment is on that app, and you can so you can read it and and plus, you know, uh, sixty years of Marvel books apart from that. If if anybody wants to sign up, but yeah, by all means, look it up, order it off Amazon, whatever. If you're a huge Marvel nerd like me, there you go. And if Scott is saying it's his favorite story of all time, he is the most well versed comic reader <laughs> I know. So that is high praise. Um. So yeah, do it. Don't hesitate. Do it. It is really uh, good. It really is really, really great story. I will probably read it now that you said that. So um, appreciate that. Uh, I think if you're ready to get out of here, then let's. Uh, since we both have, um, we haven't discussed this, but I'm sure we both have downloaded the Pokemon Go app, and we're ready to go hunt <laughs> some Pokemon. So uh, let's get out of here and go do that. Um, I'm going to tease the next episode. Uh, we were going to try to get to it this time, and that's why I said it was going to be an insightful episode. But uh, in the next episode of Talk Hard, we are going to um, delve into uh, movies that everybody else seems to love that we don't. Everybody, uh, Movies that people seem not to like and we do. And then movies maybe that we're embarrassed that we haven't ever seen. Uh, 
we call ourselves movie fans, but we haven't seen these. So um, we're going to get, we're going to get a little personal next, next episode with our, with our opinions, uh, which I think could lead to some good discussion. So um, Scott, if you're ready to get out of here, go, go hunt your Pokemon. I've been, been itching for it. I know there's a, I know there's a Charmander around here somewhere. I'm guessing. I've already got mine. Guessing, so. guessing that's one. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think I've heard that's of the that first one. one I caught. Uh, so let's let's go get those. Um, Got to catch them all, buddy. <laughs> I want to be the very best, like uh, no one ever was. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Let's go do it. Let's be forty-year-old men and hunt, hunt Pokemon. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think that'll that'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for um, sharing and subscribing. We've actually, uh, I think, hit triple digits in the subscribers, which is exciting for us. So um, keep spreading the word. Let's let's grow this thing and see what we can do with it. Um, share it, like it, rate it on uh, on your various uh, devices on iTunes. We would appreciate it. So for uh, the loggerhead, Scott Stafford, and the taco boy, Todd Sheen, this is the Folly Crab Shack, Alan Martin, reminding you to... Walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.